This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, all. I'm Stephanie Myers. And I'm Stephanie Pena. For our 20th episode, we wanted to mix things up a bit and make it a special episode for you talk tuners. As you may know, on this show, we talk about the stories and memories tied to music that has shaped our lives. This episode, we asked some of our fellow music podcasters, including several brother and sister podcasts from our podcast network, Pantheon Podcasts, to share their stories that they associate with specific music. And because it's February, this is our Valentine's Day episode, and we're theming it for love stories. Those fun, funny, or poignant stories that our fellow music podcasters associate with specific songs. Yes. So we hope you enjoy this episode, and we hope that you'll discover a music podcast or two today that's new to you. And remember that every other Wednesday, Stephanie and I are here with new episodes talking about the music that has shaped our memories. So we hope that you'll join us not only for today, but also going forward. You can find all of our episodes at stephaniestalktunes.com. And we're on the socials at handle at stephaniestalktunes on FB, IG, and TikTok. And on Twitter, you can find us at at stephaniestalk. Without further ado, here's our Valentine's Day collective episode featuring some of our favorite music podcasts. We hope you enjoy. Please reach out and let us know. Hey, Holly. Hey, Dave. Happy we're, Valentine's we're, Day. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want to say? Happy Valentine's Day. I'm a little baffled because we're on a different podcast than we're normally on, which is What Difference Does It Make? And now we're on Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Is that correct? Who's your favorite Stephanie, by the way? I like Stephanie. What about you? I really like Stephanie. Yeah. Okay. So Stephanie's we, awesome. Okay. So we both agree. Stephanie is the best. The assignment. Pick your favorite Valentine's Day song. What difference does it make as an 80s music podcast? I gave you a list of like 10 different songs from the 80s that I thought would be appropriate. Anything from Wham to Cyndi Lauper to Prince. You gave me one suggestion. And what was that song? I believe I can say with all of my heart that my favorite love song is All of My Heart, okay. which is from ABC's 1982 album Lexicon of Love. A classic album. Really great. However, I don't think this is necessarily a love song. So it's not necessarily a love song. It really, I, I would say it's about being able to stay friends with someone who broke your heart, right? Yeah. The friend zone. 
I don't like the friend zone, Holly. That's where I was in high school a lot. Have you ever been in the friend zone? You've been in the friend zone, maybe. Oh, I've been in the friend zone many times. Okay. I mean, often over, over the course of my life. And no, it's not a great place to be. But if you listen to the song, Martin Fry, the emotion with which he sings these lyrics, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a love song, not in we're both so in love with each other, but it is about love. He obviously loved her. He did. Right? Yes. Yes, he did. And the way he sings the song and with the strings and the arrangement, I could see why you, I mean, I, I love the arrangement of this song. I think it's it's just gorgeous. Just a classic song still to this day. It's still holds up but yeah lyrically uh yeah there's a there's a lot going on in there yes <laughs> the emotion the emotion that it it evokes remembering surrendering remembering that part all of my heart because once upon a time i gave you my heart the story ends no happy ever after now we're friends i mean that's okay. basically it really and but he's still he's like he's still holding out hope that she's going to come back yes which is Sad. Probably not healthy. No. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that that he that they actually were together and then they broke up, or that he was always in the friend zone with her? Because I think that they broke up. Let's see. I'm looking at some lyrics. Filling up pink silk and coffee lace. You hook me up. <laughs> I rendezvous at your place. Your lipstick and your lip gloss seals my fate. So yes. They, so yes. Yes. Also in that stanza, it ends with "You'll be disappointed and I'll lose a friend." He wants to remain friends, but. Okay. So uh, I guess I'm arguing the point opposite of the friend zone. In theory, when you love somebody, when you really love somebody, you love them as a whole person and you like them enough and you respect them enough to want to be with them. So why wouldn't you theoretically want to be friends with them if you have split up for some reason? I know it's heartbreaking, especially because he was obviously on the receiving end of this, but in theory, you love the person enough that you should want to be friends with them also. That's kind of... I don't know. You've seen Love Actually, haven't you? You know how this works. <laughs> you know this this situation. <laughs> love Actually. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Did you watch the video, by the way? Yeah. The video is... Uh, he's Super hiding. 80s. Woman's in lingerie and she's just lying down and then, you know, just like... <laughs> and then, you know, someone go, falls on top of her and it's not Martin Fry. It's some other beautiful man it's super 80s can i also say at the end of all of my heart there's like this coda this uh this musical arrangement i think it's just gorgeous it's just uh i think that that's like the highlight of the whole of that song is the ending i i really love that i agree with you it's probably trevor horn produced it right yes right okay so it's probably trevor horn who's responsible for uh, creating this arrangement. I would assume you're right. Trevor Horn, of course. All right. So let's go with that. The brilliant 80s producer, Trevor Horn. Okay. So there you go. That's our uh, favorite 80s love song. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone listening. Happy Valentine's Day, Holly. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Dave, and to the Stephanies. Check you later. Over and out. Hey, this is Brad Page from the I'm in love with that song podcast. 
Thanks to the Stephanies for inviting me onto their Valentine's episode to share a song with you. Both my wife and I are big music lovers. We have some differences. I prefer the 60s and the 70s. She loves the 80s. But music plays a big part in both of our lives. We met working in a record store. I'd been working there for a few years, and then they hired her as a new employee. We met in October of that year. We started dating in November, and one month later, on December 24th, Christmas Eve, we got married. So, yeah, it was a whirlwind romance. But that was 34 years ago, and we are still together today. So I guess you could say it worked out. But of course, we were quickly thrown into the challenges that every young couple faces. Working for minimum wage, underappreciated. How do you pay the bills? You're living in a crappy apartment, and before you know it, there's a baby on the way. There was one song that we could both relate to that told our story and made us laugh even when the times were hard. Every couple has a song, and if you asked us what our song is, it would have to be this. It's a song called Earn Enough for Us by XTC. Hello, listeners of the Stephanies. My name is Corey O'Flanagan, and I am the host of the Song Facts podcast, where we try and dig into the stories behind the songs through series of interviews with authors, artists, all sorts of different people in the music industry. Check us out if you like all things music. It's not the long, flowing dress that you're in Or the light coming off of your skin I am loving what we are doing here, stitching together a bunch of different people's favorite love songs. And today I want to talk to you about a song that has come into my world a little bit more recently. It's called If We Were Vampires by Jason Isbell. Through the years, various algorithms have put this song in front of me, but I always passed based on the title. The moment I heard this song, however... It just struck me. Not in a way that like a slow blues ballad makes you miss a lost love or the way a certain song might remind you of that special someone. No, no, this one was different. To start, I would be remiss if I didn't drop a song fact for you. So here we go. This one is straight out of the songfacts.com database. Jason Isbell penned If We Are Vampires after Amanda Shires, his wife, told him to turn off the TV. Apparently he was watching Hoarders and write a song because he was due to go into the studio that Monday. Well, he's glad he obeyed his wife as the end result was one of the most successful tracks he's ever written. The melody itself is just lovely, but it is the perspective that got me hooked. 
and the lyrics in the chorus are what made me think differently about the people and things in my life that I love. It's knowing that this can't go on forever Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone Maybe we'll get 40 years together But one day I'll be gone One day you'll be when we get lost in the honeymoon phase of love, or we've been with our partners for years and things start to normalize, we take it for granted. And that's okay, we're all guilty of it, and it's to be expected, as over time, even our most vivid and treasured experiences and memories become more dim as time goes on. Well, with a song like this, what it does for me every time I hear it is remind me of the preciousness of love and life. It reminds me to get up and go give my wife a kiss and let her know that I appreciate her. It reminds me to go find my old but young at heart little pup Charlie who gets many more walks and cuddles because I know that our time is limited. We are not vampires. This will not last forever, and Mr. Isbell reminds me of that in all the best ways every time this song spins. So do me a favor. Call an old friend. Make up after a stupid fight, and remember that one day we will all be gone. So let's try and remember to treasure the time that we have. Hope you have a listen. Thank you so much to the Stephanies, and have a very happy Valentine's Day. This can't go on forever Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone Maybe we'll get 40 years together One day I'll be Hey, this is Mark from the Performance Anxiety Podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. And when the Stephanies asked for a story that was funny, that also had a love song connected with it, I had one story pop into my head immediately. It was at my wedding. And we had a pretty eclectic set list for the DJ. And one of the songs that my wife and I loved was Genesis, Follow You, Follow Me. Not your typical love song, not a song you hear a lot at a wedding, I don't believe, but the song comes on and, and we're dancing to it, just enjoying the night. It, it was wonderful, amazing reception, I'm still to this day one of the best parties I've ever been at. And we look across the dance floor to some of the seats and uh, we notice that the, some of the staff is talking to my wife's grandmother, we we'll, we'll call Granny Kay, and they're at, trying to go through her purse. So we stop dancing and we walk over and find out what's going on. Rewind about 30 minutes before, Granny Kay comes up to my wife and I, and tells us how much she's enjoying the, the wedding and the reception and she just loves the centerpieces. And she's just asking so many questions about the centerpieces. And we said, Granny, you can just, just take it. Just take whatever you want. So Granny Kay decided to take the centerpiece. Apparently, she also decided to take some silverware and cups and a plate. And it was 
just because we told her she wanted a souvenir and she could just take what she wanted. She took us literally. So one of my favorite love song funny stories is my wife's grandmother getting put in wedding jail because we told her she could take whatever souvenirs she wanted and the staff thought she was stealing it. So, Stephanie and Stephanie, thank you so much for this. This is a great idea. And check me out at Performance Anxiety on Pantheon Podcast Network. Happy Valentine's Day. Hi, this is Eric Woods from the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. Uh, This is the story behind my wedding song. And the story of how my wife and I met is quite interesting. So that's why I picked this song for you. So I hope you enjoy the story. In 1992, to celebrate Canada's 125th anniversary, the government sponsored a program called Voyageur Canada. The program would allow students from one province to visit students from another province and vice versa for a week. My school was selected to visit Newfoundland. In September of 1992, the Newfies visited first, and then in late October, we were off to Newfoundland. Little did I know that this trip would change my life forever. A few days into the trip, we were told that there would be a dance in our honor. So we get to the dance, and the dance is held at the Legion in Whitburn, a a tiny building, which was really, really dark, except for a few lights over by the DJ. Like, I hate dancing, so I just hung out with a few friends. All of a sudden, someone walks up to me, completely backlit so I couldn't see a face, and in the sweetest voice I've ever heard, says, Hi, do you want to dance? Now, I don't remember my exact words, but I pretty much shot her down, explaining that I can't dance. Now, I, I really didn't get a good look at her, but as she walked away, I get a slap on the back of my head. My friend Chris says the following, Man, what are you doing? Did you see her? Well, no, I said in return. My friend's reply was, She's hot. And I said, Really? I then looked around to find this mystery girl. She's across the room by now, and uh, I really can't get a good look at her. But I trust my friend. I need to learn how to dance fast. I find my friend Carrie and she proceeds to teach me what she knows in roughly five minutes. Yeah, I I know it's kind of odd that I'm now dancing with another girl after shooting down my future wife, but I had to learn a few dance moves. So I proceeded to walk across the dance floor and ask this girl to dance with me. She says, are you sure? And with my head down, I answered yes. I'm sure. So while we were dancing, I I still didn't get a good look at her, but the room was so dark. Anyway, the dance finally ends and we go over to get our coats. And my friend Chris and I wait for the rest of our friends to get ready when I finally get my real good look at her. I stare deep into those magnificent eyes and lightning struck and my heart skipped a beat. Right then and there, and this is no word of a lie, I knew I wanted to marry this girl. This was love at first sight, folks. I was 16 years old, and as she walked by, I can remember turning to my friend and saying, Did you see her? Well, the birth of my kids are two of the greatest days of my life. October 24th, 1992 was the single greatest day of my life ever. Her name was Janet, 
and we would stay in touch with each other for the next three and a half years. She would then come down to Ontario and visit me for two more weeks. She would then leave. Uh, we went to college and university in separate provinces. We eventually mutually broke up. We didn't talk or see each other for another five years. I then found out that she was moving to Ontario, which is my home province, which was great. And so we decided that we were going to see each other again. So she took a six hour bus ride to my home and we saw each other at the bus station and everything was all right with the world. We fell in love. Uh, during that year, we flew back and forth every other weekend to visit each other. That was in 2000. That Christmas, I asked her to marry me. A year and a half later, we got married in Newfoundland. In 2006, we welcomed my son Liam to the world. And in 2009, my daughter Charlotte arrived. I mean, I really don't believe in fate, but a lot of things had to come together for us to meet that faithful day in Newfoundland in 1992. But all I know is that I'm so happy to have her in my life, and I couldn't imagine my life without her. Anyway, back in August of 2002, during our wedding, we danced to this song. I want to spend my lifetime loving you from the film Mask of Zorro. Uh, we both wanted to dance to something unique. We wanted to dance to something that was our song, a song that no one would have thought to dance to. And there's one interesting lyric in this song, and it is, take my hand, dance with me. I always found that interesting because a simple dance is what brought us together. Hey y'all, these are the guys from the Toons and Tumblers podcast by Pantheon. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ryan. I'm Pedro. And on our show, we like to pair new and classic albums with original cocktail recipes that we mix up ourselves. We'd like to thank the Stephanies for having us on today to talk all about our favorite love songs. And in quarantine, it gets kind of lonely. So how are we guys, how are we feeling about love today? Loving it. Loving it. Want it for Christmas. Didn't get it. <laughs> Constantly yearning for it. <laughs> well, when we're yearning, what do we like to listen to? Mm. Oh, boy. God, do I love to yearn. <laughs> I like to put on Earth Angel by the Penguins. Oh, dope. <laughs> Classic, kind of old school lowrider. Um, I'm a big fan of Art LeBeau and his show on 93.5 K-Day, playing all the good oldies. Um, that one to me is just sort of such a classic love song um yeah just one that never gets old it sounds still so fresh it's so immediate um and the story of it is so great you know it was a b-side but the djs flipped it and decided that that would be the single not the other one hey senorita and yeah that just touches me so much to sort of piggyback on that like classic vibe, I think one of my all-time favorite love songs is I Only Have Eyes For You by the Flamingos. Mm. Um, it's got that really like dreamy sound. It, it sort of feels like that high of, of being in love. You're sort of, everything's just sort of glowing and 
and you only you you once you find that person like that's it for you like they are the only person you could ever see and uh i just love that song so much so yeah that one's mine well you guys are getting all lovey-dovey over there for valentine's day sometimes what i need is a little bit of sexual healing by marvin gay but not just that version the kaigo remix which uh you know, I, a bit of a uh, controversial opinion is the definitive version of that song. Uh, I, I see Ryan giving me the eyebrows well, there. Any <laughs> any hope we had of people listening to our podcast just dissipated. Definitive, huh? Wow. Uh, I yeah. promise we usually know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you haven't heard Kaigo's remix of this song, it's actually very, very good. It's more of like a summary poolside version of it. Kind of understated coming from a DJ. But it just—I've well, heard it. Oh yeah, it's it's great. You know, even if you don't think it's the definitive version, it is uh, a really great one. I still have it on all my playlists, even though I discovered it like six years ago. So nice. yeah, maybe maybe heal a little bit physically as well as spiritually this Valentine's Day season. <laughs> yeah, the other heal yourself. <laughs> the other part of our show is where Pedro over here likes to mix original craft cocktails and we've we've done a valentine's day episode before that you can listen to Mm -hmm. and get an amazing valentine's day cocktail for yourself just go on to your search engine and search tunes and tumblers justin timberlake and you will find it i'm not going to give anything else away you just have Mm -hmm. to listen to it i will say we got to give credit to liz brownstein because she was the guest bartender for that episode Mm. and she came up with it that's right oh yes hang with liz brownstein she knows what she's doing it is excellent go listen fire up that search engine folks (laughs) <laughs> and don't forget to check out tunes and tumblers follow us on all socials thank you so much stephanie's for having us on today yes. happy valentine's day happy cheers. valentine's day cheers cheers hi stephanie and stephanie jack and michael here from glass houses a billy joel podcast thanks so much for including us in your episode we are thrilled to be a part we love your show we love the stories you two share about the songs. It's an honor to be a part of this special episode. I have two songs I want to talk about here, since I guess we should mention Billy at least once. But the story behind my first song started around 20 years ago. Um, I had made a mixtape, as we did back in those days, uh, for my girlfriend at the time, who's now my ex-wife. So <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing <laughs> there. And I guess uh, perhaps I get a little more invested in the overall feel of a song rather than the specific lyrics because I put on there uh, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. I thought it was a great uh, let's run away together sort of song. And I asked her what she thought of it and she said, yeah, uh, that Springsteen song. So I'm not a beauty, but hey, I'm all right. <laughs> and so I sort of had to rub my neck at that one. But as far as Billy goes, one of my favorite love songs is You're My Home. It's not one of his biggest songs, but I think it has a great, intimate, genuine sentiment to it. A couple years ago, that one really came back to me. Um, I had formed a Billy Joel tribute band of my own, and we were playing our second show, and everything just fell into place, and it was just an amazing night. Uh, The house was packed. My parents were in the audience. A bunch of friends that I hadn't seen in a while came out, and they were wearing Billy Joel shirts, and my now longtime girlfriend is on stage singing with us. And so we rolled into this song to the first set and it was just this like amazing moment where it all came together and all these people that were special to me in my life were all in the room at the same time. And it just felt like we were all celebrating this moment together and it all sort of crystallized during the song, You're My Home. A little something funny, I've mentioned it before on our podcast, my wife and I always chuckle anytime it comes on because if you listen to the song in the choruses, whether it be the album version or the live version, 
He never quite finishes the word home. And and what does he end up saying, Michael? <laughs> so it's a very sweet line, very sweet melody, and then it gets into it, and he pretty much just says, You're my home. And just trails off ahead of his time. It cracks me up every time because he never quite finishes the word and it gives it a whole different feel than it otherwise would have. I've been thinking about love songs as well too because I've I've always been a fan of them and you know especially in the mixtape days where you had a crush on a girl and you would make a mixtape and I'm sure we all did that. It was probably, you know, my day a hybrid of Billy Joel, Motown and hair bands or you know metal bands who had the one ballad on an album and you know, it's funny. It always makes me. Yeah, those are hair bands. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it always makes me kind of laugh to think about that era when you had all these bands like Extreme and Mr. Big and, you know, even Metallica with Nothing Else Matters, where the whole record would be pretty heavy. And then you'd have this one beautiful love song ballad, which becomes a giant hit. So then you have 4 million people rush out and buy the album thinking the whole album is like more than words, uh, only to be uh, pretty surprised when that's the outlier of the bunch. So I, I always chuckle when I'm imagining people's reaction when they dip into extreme to porno graffiti looking for an album filled with acoustic ballads. <laughs> so again, Stephanie and Stephanie, thank you for including us in this. Again, we love the show. We love what you guys are doing. And we hope to connect with you in real life one day. Heck, Jack and I hope to connect with each other in real life one day. <laughs> We're two years into our podcast and we have never been closer than a couple thousand miles apart, it seems. But your friendship comes through so strongly in the podcast and it's a lot of fun. And thanks again for having us on and we're we're happy to do it. Hello, this is Andres from the Latin Jukebox, La Rocola del Rolo. And well, thank you, Stephanie and Stephanie, for giving me this chance to, to mention this really, really uh, anecdotic story. When I was at school, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. It was probably one of the most important songs by that moment because of Titanic. And my school was back home in Colombia. And people in Colombia, they are not very well versed in English. So I learned the song. I really learned it. And the teacher, like the, the English teacher, she knew that I learned the song. So she put me on the spot and she said, hey, Andres, can you sing the song for us? So she could provide an example of how important English was to the rest of the class. But it did the opposite. It embarrassed me as hell because even though the song was excellent, that's the kind of songs I like to sing in the shower, not for an audience, right? So it was really funny because when I was singing it, like, of course, there were bullies around, like there were people laughing. But then after that, the teacher said, okay, now each one of you needs to learn a song. And that was the challenge. And then all the bullies came to me and asked me, like, hey, how did you learn the song and stuff? But it was funny, like, how something that was supposed to be good for my English skills, it resulted in an embarrassing moment. And how that embarrassing moment became an opportunity for me. 
So I just wanted to to share this with you and and thank you, thank you, girls. You guys are fantastic. I loved your show, your episodes. Take care, girls. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Punk Tree. Uh, we're excited you spent some time with us uh, for a bonus episode, a, a, a lovey-dovey bonus episode uh, that we've got for everybody. Um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into the mushy stuff in a minute. Uh, but it's good to see you. Yeah, Hi, Aaron. See you, man. Hi, you're, Jesse. You're back out in your garage. You haven't been out there in a while. I am. I am like sort of half banished these days because COVID has been just wrecking things. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, like our main our main topic for today, which is uh, putting together a little conversation about um, a love song. This will be coming out around Valentine's Day, so we're not just talking like I don't know brotherly love. We're talking romantic love. Valentine's Day. Are are we necessarily though? Like, because there's a piece of Valentine's Day of like everybody brings a Valentine to school and you just like give one to everybody in your class. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It I could just that. be like deep care for each other, maybe something. That that is how I I like to think about love. But anyways, we uh we picked a song. We're just going to talk about uh, one specific song for for a few minutes here. Uh, yeah, one of our, our one of our yeah. sort of like uh, sister podcasts on the Pantheon Network, Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes show. So if you're hearing that on our thread, great. Um, you should also go check out some of the other Pantheon shows. All right. Well, let's. Uh, Let's talk about the song. We're going to probably talk about the lyrics mostly, but we could talk about the music as well. But anyways, it's a song uh, by Mandy Moore called Candy. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse, what song is it really? Because oh, okay. I know it's the an song, important one to you. The, yeah, the song is actually um, the song called The Weight. Um, and that's Wait, W-E-I-G-H-T, uh, and it's by Thrice, and it was on their um, album Beggars, which came out in 2009. And uh, I'll just kind of give like a gist, and then you guys can talk about more individual stuff, but it's basically a love song to uh, like a life partner, a spouse, probably a wife, and uh, specifically the, the line, the wait, comes from the um, second verse where he says... Uh, a ring don't mean nothing if you can't haul the weight, and uh, I take that to mean uh, a wedding ring. And I don't know, I've got mine holding mine up to the camera there. So, uh, what, what's what's your guys' take on on some parts of this song? As far as love songs go, I really like this because it's not focused on like the sort of infatuation, um, really fleeting parts of a relationship, but that part where you make a real commitment. And like, it's that type of love that you stick together, no matter what, right? Um, yeah. One, like the the bridge is what comes to mind when you talk about that, especially. Yeah. Go ahead. Storms will sure storms will surely come, but true love is a choice that you must make. Right, yeah. and there's a line in the uh, the chorus too that I really like uh, because love is a loyalty sworn, not a burning for a moment. Yeah, I, and I was going to bring that line up. I think it's uh, the word try comes up a few times here also, which is one of my favorite words, um, one of my favorite verbs, because it doesn't mean it's triumphant. It doesn't mean that it's glorious. It doesn't mean there's any kind of <clears throat> like winning <laughs> that happens. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a commitment to effort, right? And and songwriter here calls out that like, and a lot of times like some people don't try. Um, but I'm not going to be that person. Oh yeah, he addresses that in a, a couple ways. Like one in the first verse, he says, "Another may stay till they find someone new." Then before you know, they'll be gone, which is, you know, a, the way a lot of relationships tend to go. Yeah, and I won't be that someone, <laughs> which right. I love that pronoun play too. I'm just like, it's not me. Now be saying someone. I'm not going to be that version of a person. I'm going to be different. Nice. Another connection I have to this song actually was... Uh, um, my brother-in-law, so that's Tim, my wife's brother, he actually uh, asked if I would sing this at his wedding. And so I did. I got to sing this song at a wedding. and uh, I'm glad you asked me to. I, it was great. All right. Well, we will play you out and enjoy it. Um, happy Valentine's Day. I don't know. I don't say that very often. <clears throat> but enjoy the tune. Look it up. Hit up the album. Thanks for listening to Punk Tree. Uh, check out some of our other shows that have come up and are going to come up. Uh, be excellent to each other. We'll catch you later. Hi, my name is Alfis Tenova, the host of the Jaja Music Review Podcast. Basically, the podcast is about amplifying the African sound by bringing the best of African music to your ears. So, the love song that brings a uh, fun or funny memory into my head, uh, I don't know if this classifies as a love song, but to me, it classifies as a love song because, you know, it got me a relationship that I wasn't even looking for at that particular point in time. But yeah, so here's the story. So on this particular day, uh, I think I was in my year one or year two in the university. Uh, the school was on break and I was home. I was bored. So I was listening to music on my phone and I just stepped out of the house. My earpiece was loud. And, you know, I couldn't even hear what anybody was saying on the street. So I was listening to um, Ludacris um, Red Light District album. Then this particular track came on titled um, Peeping All Over the World. And while I was working, unknowingly to me, there was a girl walking beside me. And to be honest, I didn't notice so as the song started playing, you know, peeping all over the world, baby, hey, you girl, how you doing? And immediately I said those words. You know, when you when you put on, um, you know, headphones or headset and you start to sing loud, at times you don't know how loud you are until someone tells you that, hey, you sound so loud. So that was what happened. I was singing the lyrics so loud, I didn't even know I was singing. And the funny thing happened. The girl that was beside me or that was walking beside me thought I was literally talking to her. You know, because the song was like, hey, girl, how you doing? You're the girl that really pursuing, you know, can I get your number and stuff like that. And legitimately, almost about eight bars or nine bars out of the first verse of that song, the girl legitimately thought I was talking to her and she just stood and she was laughing. At the moment I realized she was laughing, I said, oh, wow, this might be a good opportunity. And I just used that opportunity 
from that song to say, you know, yeah. And then after I sang the verse that I could sing because I didn't know the whole of the song, I just knew, you know, the first part of the verse and I did that. And we just kept on strolling, kept on, uh, you know, talking about, you know, about ourselves, about myself. We exchanged numbers eventually. And before you know it, we got into a relationship that lasted for, um, a year and a half. Yeah, the relationship lasted for a year and a half. We had to, you know, part away because of, you know, some, uh, you know, differences between us. But yeah, that was the funny moment. Every time I remember that moment, I feel like, damn, you know, literally how a song could just give you something you were not expecting. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed our Valentine's Day episode and enjoyed hearing from some fellow music podcasts. Follow us on social at Stephanie's Talk Tunes or reach out at Stephanie's Talk Tunes at gmail.com and drop us a line. Let us know. Peace and happy Valentine's Day. to achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.